Hey everybody and welcome to the Outside Story Halloween Special 2021. This is episode 3 and today we'll be talking about high school horror and the two films we've chosen or rather the film and limited series that we've chosen to talk about are The Shed and Fear Street. For our first film, The Shed, follows this high schooler named Stan, who is kind of a dork slash nerd. No, not really a nerd. More of just kind of like a dork. He's, you know, a quote-unquote loser. And he has this thing happen to him. Essentially, something is taken the shed in the back of his house um, and used it as sort of a home or like a hideaway and he is pretty scared and doesn't know what's going on and it sort of kind of follows him and his journey for his own life coming to terms with a lot of things for example him being a victim of bullying and also sort of his own life as both of his parents have died and it just kind of follows his sort of journey it's a little slice of life wouldn't you say larry yeah, I would definitely say The Shed is definitely a slice of life. And it's much slower than most other horror films. Like, literally, the first 30 minutes does a lot of setup, I would say. Like, does a lot of setup with the main character. And even, like, the next scene after he goes to school is him hanging out with his friend, him ditching school. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really have to see all of that. But the director just kind of takes us on this, you know, little peek into the main character's life. Mm-hmm. Um to Stan's life about just kind of like what he experiences at home. He lives with an abusive family member. He gets bullied all the time. He has a crush on this one person at school. You know, all these sorts of things we get, we get to see all little bits and pieces of it and how they all play throughout the entire film. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely like a slice of life horror kind of film. Mm -hmm. This film takes place in a sort of small town, you know, rural sort of, in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere, cornfield sort of, you know, setting. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, like, like it's, it's interesting because, you know, you kind of get to know the character and you're like, man, his school's pretty small, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, there's not that many people in his town and stuff like that, which, you know, mm-hmm. kind of adds to this sort of small town feel, um, which, I, which I actually really, really like about the film. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I kind of came across this film. I don't even remember where I, when when I came across this film. But it had been on my list for a while, and I thought it was pretty interesting because it's not really much of a spoiler because in the very, very first opening scene, we're told that it's a vampire flick. And so, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) you know, this this is a a vampire film, Um, again, similar to Midnight Mass. Um, Oh, that was a spoiler, I guess. Oops. Um, So if you haven't watched Midnight Mass, spoiler, it's a vampire flick. Um, But yeah, so this is a a vampire vampire flick. A vampire actually takes... um, takes over Stan's shed in his backyard and kind of uses it as like a place to hide. And Stan sort of comes to terms with like the vampire in his shed. At the same time, the the events surrounding the vampire in his shed also push him to think about his own life, you know, and and the loss of his parents when he was a child and all these other things because basically shit's going down and it's going down really quickly and my first thoughts on it i actually really enjoyed it more than i thought i would (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that those are kind of my first impressions and yeah i also really liked it as well i definitely though do think it had a lot of missed potential like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of setup for so many things you know Mm -hmm. and i absolutely love the setup but um i just felt like it didn't use all of its setup 
to mm-hmm. pay things off, especially towards like the climax and the end. Right. Um, but it is definitely still a very good climax. You know, I think it definitely touches upon a lot of the themes about like also what the character is kind of thinking about, and he's not really sure what he wants to do, but also like what what this power you know what what having this this monster in your shed like what it means to other people too mm-hmm. um some people just want to get rid of it some people are just like what what the heck stay away from it some people want to take advantage of it you know um because they're sick of and tired of being pushed around so all these sorts of things where it's like the characters in this story they take upon it in you know in different ways so that's what i really liked about it I would agree with you um, on that in that the third act kind of falls a little short for me, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. some random things kind of happen and then characters who weren't really part of the story kind of end up being a part of the story all of a sudden, you know? Um, And so it's it's just, it's just, it feels a little awkward. And like, I kind of wish that, you know, honestly, we got more of the main character. It's like, we get a pretty good amount of him, but like, I feel like he needs a lot of help from his supporting characters to, like, get to kind of where he is. But I personally love him as a main character, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. wish that um, that there was a little bit more transformation sort of on his end, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you recommend it? Would I recommend this film? I think I would recommend it. It's a pretty, like, cut and dry and not in a boring way, but, like, in, it's it feels a little sort of typical to me of like a high school style sort of horror flick you know it feels a little slasher-y because there is um, a little bit of gore and blood here and there I personally think that if you want to watch an indie flick then this is a good pick for a sort of horror indie flick would you agree Mm -hmm. yeah I would definitely agree it's definitely indie it's not a bad thing like I love indie films um, and indie horror films on top of that, you know, that's where everyone starts when it comes to, you know, establishing their their horror identity, I guess you can say. And yeah, I'd say The Shed is definitely a good, like, it's definitely a good watch. Uh, I'd recommend it if you're in the mood for, like Jonathan says, some, in, some indie horror flicks, some indie horror films. And uh, yeah, if you want something more grounded, I guess, more mm. something more like you understand where where the source can go from point A to B, but you're not really entirely sure how it's going to end mm-hmm. um, that sort of story. This is that kind of story. So, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our thoughts for the shed. And so our next sort of medium I don't know what to call it. Our yeah, next, it's so hard. It's so hard to concept. classify. Yeah, because <laughs> next... it's not a film. It's a trilogy. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. It's kind of like a limited series, kind of. It's it's yeah. a three-part film series on Netflix called Fear Street. Originally, Fear Street was um, written by R.L. Stein, And so I think it's loosely based off of... Um, sort of the R.L. Stein's Fear Street books. I don't know how much of it has to do with the original material or anything like that, but this Fear Street on Netflix follows a young woman named Dina who is part of a town called Shadyside. And Shadyside is right next to another town. I don't remember what the other town's called. Do you remember? No, I don't. <laughs> Not it's next to head. this other town who is like the very, very opposite of Shadyside. Okay. So Shadyside is like where the poor folks live and like, you know, bad stuff happens. And, you know, it's like it, it's 
it's it's what it sounds like. It's the shady side. You know what I mean? Shady um, side and, and Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale is like a town literally right next to Shadyside where, you know, everything is great. Everything is happy. Everything is good. And rich people live there and et cetera, et cetera, you know? Um, and so Dina, who lives in Shadyside, she's sort of going through this personal thing with herself and her ex. And uh, one of the things that just happened in Shadyside that continues to happen is that there was this murder that happened. And when this murder happens, they realize that they're sort of caught up in the middle of it, Dina and her group of friends. And as they sort of get caught up into it, Dina's ex also gets caught up into it. And um, they essentially go on this journey to sort of save her, uh, her ex from succumbing to the curse of Shadyside. Again, this was a, one of those Netflix like recommendations, you know what I mean? And I also mm-hmm. think, you know, Fear Street was pretty big um, and was recommended for a lot of folks because I think Fear Street was on top 10 Netflix for quite a while when, you know, it started coming out. Um, mm-hmm. The first film, I think, is the best one out of all three. And I personally really, really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. If anything, Fear Street Part 1 and the last half of Part 3 combine all of those. And I think you'd have an amazing, amazing yeah. story. <laughs> but, you know, as I was thinking, like, I was watching Part 2, um, like, rewatching it in the background earlier today. And I actually enjoyed Part 2 also. That's the summer camp one. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I actually like the sort of... Like when it comes to high school horror, right? Like there's that, there's like different sort of settings you can take. And, you know, summer camp for like, for like high school stuff is like kind of like a, a, a one of those themes and one of those things, you know, like where it's just like summer camp. Um, You kind of see it in uh, Camp Rock, for example, mm-hmm. in Disney Channel. And then you see it in high school musical. Well, I guess they weren't at a summer camp, but there was like a summer mm-hmm. sort of thing um, for high school musical too. And so like to see Fear Street, like a high school horror flick, sort of take that summer camp vibe. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then part three was kind of like, I don't know, part, part three, the beginning half of part three, like the first half of it. Um, yeah just kind of dragged a little bit for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, part three for some reason. I don't know, like, it wasn't bad that they explained everything, right? But at the same time, it's sort of like, I yeah. don't care that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kinda... look because cause the problem is I already love all the other characters, you know right. what I mean? I right. love all the other characters. Like, right. like okay, absolutely. Like, that's why, that's why John and I love part one. Like part one so much because they do such a great job at like making you love all of the freaking characters, uh-huh. like all the main characters in part one. Um, and so even when you see them again, in part three, it's sort of like, uh, when it's still them, but it's not them in part three. You know what I mean? It's the <laughs> right, second the half actors, where it's actually, right. yeah, yeah. It's the actors in part three, but it's not really them. They're just kind of there to kind of, uh, I guess help. Dina understand the story a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Right. Um right. It it felt kind of like a lore dump, you know. Um Yeah, yeah. Like part 3, like the beginning half felt very much like a lore dump. Um like, oh, this is happening because of all this, you know, that happened mm-hmm. um in the past. And so, you know, I I guess, you know. And also like yeah. you you had spoken a little bit when we were watching it like like you didn't really love the theme, right? 
of yeah. like the 1600s and stuff. Yeah, I don't really like that whole like Salem the setting. Witch, yeah, the, the the Salem witch hunt setting. I guess right. you could say. Right, right. Um, it's just I personally just don't think it's a very interesting time period to talk about anything. <laughs> like literally, the only thing I have I know about that time period is witch hunts. Where people just right. start accusing people of other things with no evidence. It's like, it's like when you play mafia or Among Us without having any real evidence. You mm-hmm. know, that's exactly mm-hmm. what what watching this time period is like. And that's how the first the first half of part three is. I'm like, you know what? It's like this is the worst thing to watch because it's like, because you just feel so helpless. Like, what can you do against someone's word, even if it's not true or not? You know. <laughs> Right. Right. They're so just accusing like, each other and there I guess, you know, that was a little bit a part of the theme too, you know, is like yeah. you know, this sort of um like women had no say, you know? And literally mm-hmm. like a drunk guy can point a finger, like a drunk man can point a finger at a woman and say that, you know, I saw her doing this and they would take that drunk man's word over that woman's word, you know? Right. Um, right. Because of how sexist sort of the culture and community was uh, back then mm-hmm. yeah so yeah not not a huge fan of that kind of time period and time setting i just not a fan of it but everything else i thought was really well done so i guess we didn't really even talk about what they're trying to do right even in like part even without all the parts i guess you can say <laughs> yeah we just kind of gave a more general sense but you want to talk more details yeah, just a little bit more detail because they're trying to. Um, so essentially, Shady Side is like under a curse. I don't remember the girl's name. Nah, I should look it up. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Fear. The... Sarah Fear. There She's we the go. Witch. Yeah. Yeah. So people believe Shady Side is under this curse, under the curse of Sarah Fear, basically where it's like she'll take possession of certain people and they'll just start committing like mass murder essentially Mm -hmm. um and these events would occur every so often maybe every 10 or so years ish around there yeah um there's no real specific number but then there's a lot of like like shady side has has a lot of serial killings like throughout like throughout the history since it's been established and so people are blaming this this woman named sarah fear and so the whole film is basically this group of friends and they're trying to uncover and figure out why this is so and what they can do to stop it because they believe Dina's ex is going to be the next like killer I guess you know to be possessed and start committing mass murder as well and you know when you know obviously it's very 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 important to the character and we don't want that to happen and um and also it, it goes deeper than that though too you know it goes deeper to the point where it's like you know it's about the people of shady side mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's about like the community right. and and them overcoming like this stereotype yeah the stereotype and also this conflict that they have with sunnyvale Mm -hmm. um yeah and there's there's, like this film absolutely has so many undertones like you know like like, there's yeah 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 like this film is like brilliant because of that because like the plot is definitely them about trying to overcome the curse but they say so much you know in in every film in Mm -hmm. each part of the each part of the trilogy every film they there, there's so many things that talk about class, your your social status, mm-hmm. your, your your race, gender. your gender. Oh. Like there's so many undertones, um, and it's kind of ridiculous how like brilliant this film is when yeah. it comes to like <laughs> right. portraying those undertones. You know what right, I mean? It's right. crazy. Yeah, that was one of the things I really loved about this about this uh, film series was because they were 
able to do it tastefully, you know, without it being cheesy or like knocked over the head. Like I get it, you know, like they, it didn't feel like either of those things for me, um, you know, and, and they were able to just about say something about everything, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And there's even a little bit of undertone about like um, teenage sexuality as well, you know, mm-hmm. which yes. I very, very much appreciated the sort of, you know, like, um, nod that they had put towards that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely like, absolutely. If you haven't seen this trilogy, definitely check it out. Especially if you, if you love horror films, especially love slasher, like fear street yeah. is definitely, I believe fear street evolved <laughs> has pushed forward the slasher genre. You know, you can tell a great story using the slasher genre, the horror genre. Um, because I'm always very biased against slashers. Do you know what I mean? We've talked about slashers before in our previous Halloween specials and we've talked about how like a lot of slashers are just mainly trying to figure out you know who the killer is or trying to stop the killer from doing stuff and the killers are just killing just because just because they're killing but this one definitely says a lot more than that um and so I think Fear Street has definitely pushed forward like what it means like what it means to tell a story in the lens of a slasher film so yeah, I would agree that Fear Street is one of those, for me, it was really one of those um, really nice surprises, you know, that even though it sort of had all this big production behind it and all this um, sort of hype behind it, I was just kind of went in, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is actually going to be good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, right. But then went in actually being very surprised like that I actually really liked the characters and the undertones were done very tastefully and the overall story with the very very end twist was actually a good twist you know what I mean it's like oh Mm -hmm. yeah cool I mean I didn't I maybe saw it coming but I didn't see it coming until it was already coming at me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and so it was it was just one of those things where it's kind of like oh okay I see I see and I very enjoyed sort of the journey that the that the film series takes you up up on but you know if you can't really do all three films definitely watch the first one at least because Mm -hmm. I think the first one is so worth your time so so worth yeah the problem with watching the first part is gonna make you watch the second part (laughs) so that's how we tricked you (laughs) yeah but yeah part one absolutely of all three part one is the best and once you pick up part one you probably won't be able to stop watching this this trilogy so but then at the same time you won't be disappointed with part two and three you know Mm -hmm. i don't think you'll be disappointed because you'll know sort of the entire story of what's happening and so mm-hmm. maybe even that is worth, you know, sitting through parts two and three. But for sure, part one. Mm-hmm. If if anything, I have to, like, now that we're talking about, like, the other parts, part two actually had a really good, um like, it did touch a little bit with, like, Dina and those characters. But part two was about the, the two sisters at the camp. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done it was very well done yeah and at the very end like the very ending of the, of the second part it was very um it was very what's the word it was just very touching mm-hmm. you know the end of the second yeah. of the second film mm-hmm. and yeah. they managed to do it and you don't need a whole entire trilogy to understand part two you know part two like like as a standalone film part two could be its own standalone film like that's how that's how strong it is on its own in terms of like how it tells its story you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and they all just happen to connect all three films you know within like like under this umbrella 
that this is uh, the story of Seraphir. So yeah, um, I will just quickly add one last thing. Simon is probably my favorite character, and I'm sad about the fate of Simon <laughs> in uh, in 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 the first film. But you yeah, know. I actually I actually really like Josh, the, the, the younger the brother. brother. Yeah, I actually I really like Josh too. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I really like Josh too. I mean, not just because he's a nerd and I kind of relate to it, but it's more like um, he still does what he what he can, you know, for for his mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to do with the entire, you know, with the entire conflict, whatever. But he still puts his life on the line, you know, for right. his sister, for his mm-hmm. family, and that 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 means a lot for sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely like that for sure. Yeah. yeah. One of the like other things I really really like about this um, is actually the main character Dina. She's a very very strong uh, female character, and I'm really glad. I-, I won't ruin the quote unquote surprise for her character's sort of like her own character's story for you, but definitely watch it as as I'm very very um, excited to have a character like Dina just kind of be at the forefront of Fear Street because I feel like characters like Dina don't necessarily get that much of a forefront you know what i mean they're usually Mm -hmm. in their own very particular type of films or like they are side characters you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. so to have dina as kind of like the main character i i just really really enjoyed that as a just kind of like note for fear street Mm-hmm. All right, so those are our thoughts on Fear Street. Um, again, it's available on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix subscription or you're sharing a Netflix subscription, which a lot of us do, go ahead and give that one a watch. Definitely, again, for the spooky season of October. Thanks again so much for joining us. This was episode three, High School Horror. Next week, we'll be talking about the topic of friendship. The two films we'll be talking about are The Ritual, which is about um, a group of friends who um, go on a hiking journey in the middle of Sweden. Is it Sweden or Norway? Uh, Europe. <laughs> I would just go One say One of the creepy north countries of Europe, either Norway or Sweden, or Sweden. Um, they go up there, which is absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful, by the way. But, you know, let's just say it's creepy AF. And so they go hiking. It can all end well, right? And then the second film is a film called Coherence about a group of friends who sort of get together on a night just to kind of hang out and then some freaky stuff starts to happen to them. So hopefully you guys will either watch those in preparation for our talk or just come and hang out even though you haven't watched the films because it's going to be a good time. Again, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.